I gotta pray. I'm sorry. I'm so fired up and messed up. Father in heaven, Lord, possess me. Use me, Lord, to excite, to encourage, to edify, to exhort, to lift up, Lord, to change, to convert, Lord, to do whatever it takes to lift you up on high to the degree that you so deserve. Lord, please don't let me stumble. Don't let me fall. You never have. You never will. But, Lord, right now especially, Lord, receive the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm a storyteller. I'm not a guy that can sit here and get a piece of paper and make things make sense and make them pretty and neat. I just don't do that. I try and I fail, and I'm not going to try right now because it would be just as choppy as if I do my own thing. It's going to be choppy regardless. So here we go. You can forgive me. i got the greatest audience ever. How do I reach up to heaven and grab from the great cloud of witnesses one of those witnesses and pull them down and make them real to you? I don't want to just open a book and have this be a chore. And sometimes it is. Sometimes I'm not in the right place. I'm not in the right mind. Sometimes it's just, okay, present the martyr. Let's find the bloodiest. You know, I don't want to do that. Did anybody wake up this morning and come outside and see the clouds? And were you in the flesh kind of like, oh, it's a dumpy, cloudy day? Or did, with the eyes of faith, did you look up? It's cloudy every day. We have a great cloud of witnesses. Every day it's cloudy. Every day we have clouds to encourage us. If you're in the right frame of mind, if you have the eyes of faith, you can go out there and you see things differently than the world does. It's always cloudy. It's beautiful. Beautiful, cloudy day. Paul's over there. I got to read. I want to read all of Hebrews 11 and 12. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. Some people and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. These people knew this. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, yes. of whom the world was not worthy. That's right, that's right. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. What's the conclusion here? Hebrews 12, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Amen. And we have a race today, and we have witnesses that have run their race. They have gone before. They were faithful. They heard the news, the glorious sound. Jesus saves. They believed it, right. and they were able to be more than yes. conquerors. Yes. Right. Heinrich Imkens. In the year of 1562, he was a tailor, average Joe, could have been an electrician, could have been like one of us, could have worked at BMW. He was a tailor. Who cares? By trade. We don't know how old he was. We just know he was apprehended and tortured over the course of that year, 1562. And at the end, there's a small account. And somebody who wasn't even a Christian that stood by was the one who wrote all this. He was privy to everything that happened to this man. So he wrote an account, and it's put in this book with all the other witnesses so we can be encouraged today yes. and affected in a good way. So let's read a little bit about this man who knew the Word, who believed it, who saw that kingdom, yes. that glorious kingdom, and wasn't able to be swayed. He wasn't, there was nothing here they could do to him. We're weak. I am weak. It's pitiful. We don't think about these things like we ought to. 
and we're affected by small things. Okay, Heinrich, pulling him down from the clouds. He's here with us today. He would have been at your house last night, eating and drinking and testifying of the goodness of God. He's a brother. Yes. He's a faithful brother. He has the same precious faith, the same spirit. He's with us. He's looking down. Yes. There's a Franciscan monk. He's mocking him. The last time, Heinrich's over there telling him, look, I don't want your mass. I don't want this. I'm not, I don't need you. Get away from me. You're not comforting me. You're basically making me more aggravated. So Heinrich and this Franciscan monk have a couple of back and forths. And Heinrich's over there. Let's just get it on with. Let's go. So there's some other people that show up. And they're over there making it difficult for him. There's a scaffold that's made. And I'm just going to read towards the end how faithful he was in his declarations that he made and what the truth he knew. When Heinrich had ascended the scaffold, he began to speak much to the people, saying, among other things, Good citizens, repent and believe only the gospel and not the traditions of men. When they led him to the Lord's, when they led him to the Lord's to hear his sentence, he again turned his face to the citizens and said that all the practices observed were only human traditions, and that whoever would not follow them had to be the reproach and offscouring of all men, yea, must thus suffer death. He's telling them that this is the straight and narrow. This is what you're going to get if you're going to be faithful. He's letting them know, like, look, this is the truth. The Lord Jesus Christ was the example. This book right here testifies that if you want to be like him, here you go. Paul tells us, Oh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, because that's all you can do right now. You're not going to, we're not in the same position in these early umpteen hundreds, but we can be. The sense having been read, many of the people who pitied him and did not wish to see him die went away. But Heinrich Emkins fell upon his knees and face on the scaffold to pour out his earnest prayer before the Lord. When the executioner saw him fall down, he drew his cloak from his shoulders and pulled him up by his shirt so that he could not finish his prayer. He wasn't falling down asking the Lord to save him. That's not what he was praying for. And we'll hear, he's going to testify. Heinrich then said to the people, Dear citizens, repent, for it is more than time. Live according to God's commandments and the words of the Holy Gospel. And he called again with a loud voice, This is the narrow way and the straight gate, and named the chapters where it was written. And many other scriptures having the same bearing, he then stepped on his own accord with a glad heart. A glad heart. Did the Lord Jesus Christ, with the joy that was set before him, did he do something? Did he do it on his own accord? Did anybody take his life? Nobody took these people's lives. Just like they didn't take the Lord Jesus Christ's life. You might apprehend me and put me in prison, and you might think that you're getting me. You're not, I gladly give my life. And when that's your, this guy, oh, he's my hero right now. Heroes of the faith, here we go. Straight gate, yep. This is the straight gate. Press through it. Have we heard about that? He's telling them, press through it. Mm. Through the, oh, through this press, the men of God. For he that fights steadfastly unto the end shall be saved. Of this I have no doubt. With great courage, he put his body and neck to the stake and said again with a joyful heart, Dear citizens, repent. Glad, joyful, are you getting this? This guy, oh Lord, forgive me. And again with a joyful heart, dear citizens, repent, believe the gospel and not men, for this is the narrow way which a Christian must walk. The executioner then took a chain, putting it around his body, and fastened a little bag of gunpowder to his neck so that it hung over his breast. 
Heinrich spoke boldly. The righteous are bold as lions. He spoke boldly to the very last. But his words could not be understood very well, for the executioner took a cord, laid it around his neck, and twisted it tightly. Heinrich closed his eyes just as though he had fallen into a swoon and he was not seen to move anymore, save that he cast up his eyes to heaven once more and then immediately lost consciousness. Thereupon the executioner drew away the bench from under his feet and seizing a fork thrust the same into a bundle of straw and held the latter to a pot with fire standing on the scaffold until it caught fire. Whereupon he applied it, applied it to the gunpowder. The blaze flashed up to his eyes but did not burn his hair. He lifted up his hands to heaven once more, after which he showed no further sign of life. Thus did Heinrich Inkins offer up his sacrifice as a valiant witness of the Lord on the 10th of June, 1562. These things aren't to get us all grossed out and, oh, it's terrible. No, it's to fire you up so we can go face anything else that's coming. It's a yes, cloud of witnesses, right. and they're over there cheering us to run our yes. race and be faithful yes, and be are. patient and do these things, and we can with the eyes of faith and what we're fixing to hear today to the degree that we listen and apply it and do it, we're going to be encouraged. Our pastor, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it day after day. He sits there and spends time with the Lord, and you know you feel the same way when you have your private time with the Lord. You're fired up and you want to put it in somebody, and you fail. You fail and it discourages you. And we take our eyes off the Lord and we get down. It's amazing the things that we hear. It's incredible. The eyes of, we have an opportunity to press. We have to do things, practical things. We have to put the flesh off. We have to put it down. We have to buffet it. We have to beat it. Joy, glad, boldness, these things. We, I wanna, he sits here and looks. I look. I'm guilty of being in there. He's looking at me. I hate it. I hate this flesh. I hate it. I want to sit there and I want to hear. I want to see. He blesses those that diligently seek after Him. That's yes. in Hebrews as well. That's right. Them that believe and diligently seek after Him. We have an opportunity today. This man's going to get up here and he's going to hold up an ensign of a kingdom that cannot be moved, it cannot be shaken. He's going to hold it up. And it should fire us up. We should look back into the past and we should look at the faithfulness and how it has not moved. It has not been shaken, nor will it ever be shaken. That's right. And we can be fired up. We can be encouraged. We can sit here and shout hallelujahs. We can shout amens. Yes, it's uncomfortable. It's against the flesh. Your flesh doesn't want to do it. You're in stuffy suits and dresses and skirts and all kinds of other things you typically don't wear and don't like to wear. Get over it. Are you kidding me? That's the sacrifice? Fine, make it a sacrifice. It's called a sacrifice of praise. Let's give it to them. 